0: pop culture with beards.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of pop culture with beards, where three men with three beards talking retro pop
0: culture things that interest us. Okay, with me as co-hosts are... We've got uh, Mike here and uh, Busting Makes Me Feel Good.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's Andy and Busting Makes Me Feel Good too, I guess. Thanks for that, Mike.
1: That is a uh, moment that I needed and uh, with that, let us... Hit into—it's actually pretty relevant to today's subject, isn't it? It is. Is it? It was the height of
2: uh, oh, right. of cassettes. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Well, cassettes. What a link. It, well, look. Segway. Segway. Forget about it. Forget about it. In fact, you know, the more you talk about a Segway, the less of a Segway it is. But that's just stuff we're
2: learning about
0: the whole process today. <laughs> my trainer wheels are on my Segway at the moment, so. Yeah. Oh, look at it him! Needs,
1: needs work. Look at him. So the cassette was a particular form of recording that was out there
0: in the what era, just to let
1: people know, who might not have ever really dealt
0: with one. You may know it as a compact cassette. You may know it as a music cassette or just a tape. But uh, this analogue wonder dates back to (laughs) about uh, 1963, um, when the the good folk at uh, the Dutch company Philips... Um oh, the Dutch. You know, on them. perfected the cassette tape. Um with a, a guy particular a particular guy and his team, Lou Ottens And the interesting thing about Lou Otten's and his team, team, team is that uh yeah, they perfected the um audio cassette and sadly Mr. Otten's passed away earlier this year at to uh-huh. the ripe old age of ninety-four. Uh-huh. Good on you, Lou. That's yeah, all I can say. And thanks for the tapes. We salute you, um, Lou. But yeah, uh, so it goes back to 1963 when they when they uh, came about, replaced the eight track cartridge um, and the reel to reel tapes. Don't really have much. Uh, um, you call it uh, familiar. Not very familiar with those, I I'm not place.
2: either. I, I knew of them. I, I think I've seen one or two on a film.
0: I get the feeling that the
1: A-track wasn't huge in Australia, but we certainly did have uh, a ton of
0: real to real stuff, and mm-hmm. I have seen
1: some of it.
2: Of
0: course, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't see it being too easy to put on your shoulder like ghetto blaster style real <laughs> to reel-to-reel. or Walkman. Um, yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> if you put the effort in, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, there
0: it's a hell that, of an effort. That. Yes. Um, so yeah, so the. The rise of the audio cassette um, happened in the late 60s. They started getting added to cars on dashboards. And would you believe they remained a fixture in cars until the 2000s?
2: Yeah, yeah, I had one. I loved it. Did you? Yeah, all my car, all early cars were. Nice.
0: I had an Alpine,
1: which kicked
2: Yeah, us. me too, actually. Did you remove the faceplate? Yes. No. Uh,
1: I did. I did. Evening- And you put it under the
2: chair and under this seat and uh, make sure no one breaks in, and they didn't. Beautiful. Uh,
1: And, in fact,
2: as... Or take it with you.
1: Yeah, take it with you. Do you remember this one, Andy? Do you remember the sort of system where you would put a cassette-shaped duva in the thing?
2: Yes, I do, actually.
0: Oh, how did that work? We'll we'll actually have to research that. I do. We'll get back to you on that. We
2: are getting retro here. Yeah,
0: so I guess... the. the They came to prominence in the, uh, say, late 60s, all the way through the 70s, 80s, at their peak. Massive, massive in the Mm. 80s. 90s, I was just, you know, trying to reacquaint myself with some of the options out there. So there was a C60, an hour tape, a C90, the C120, uh, and apparently there was the white whale that was known as the C150, the C180. So can you imagine getting (laughs) 90 minutes of tape on each side? The, wow.
1: The thing about those were, it was, de- it, a lot of that thinking was, especially for something like the C60, is the C60 or the C9, was can I stick to an album on each side of my cassette? Mm. That was the mission that people had. So, you know, you'd get your, your vinyl and you would stick it in your three-in-one sort of stereo setup and then you'd actually put one whole album, as I say, on each side because that was the ultimate thing you could do. The mm. thing is,
2: or your CD, of course.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, even before that, um, mm. but the th- and the thing is, though, was that the longer your um, audio cassette was, the more you could uh, stuff it up. It was actually not as necessarily as stable to have one hundred and twenty
2: minutes of audio cassette at least. not in.
0: I think I'm going to need a
2: flowchart on that one. Yeah, I reckon. Know, yeah, jeez, more that's,
0: complex than I remember. <laughs> than I care to remember, shall I say? Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, um, yeah, I, I never encountered a C120 in my life, so um, I'll just have to you know believe that they existed. Um, so there was the the Walkman that was uh, a mm. big um, shot in the arm for tapes. You know mm-hmm. that uh, got the tape market uh, cranking. And also one that you don't really think of is. Uh, the old telephone answering machines, because okay. they all needed tapes. Yeah, and they
1: sometimes sometimes they were um, those standard sized tapes, and sometimes those mini
2: versions. The mini, we had the mini versions. Yeah. yeah, but you're right, absolutely. Here's another one for
0: you. Hold on to your hats, Teddy Ruxpins. You heard of those toys? They they were powered by tapes. Were they mini cassettes? P- please, please explain. They were they were a full size uh, cassette. But anyway, really? the, the thing is. Um, so it's like a teddy bear, um, oh. I think It would uh, sing to the oh, yeah. would play. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. I um, do so recall.
0: Apparently people would put, um, you know, ACDC or something like that to get their <laughs> teddy to sing those numbers. ABBA. Good on them.
1: Just to take it completely left for a second, did anyone ever put, like, sexy messages in it and present it to their partner? So when they there? came in, and, like, the bear would talk sexy to them?
0: It's something I have no knowledge on. Oh, uh, we're yeah. going to have to
1: look into that. Or if anyone listening to this knows whether there was ever a, I don't know, Teddy Sexpin or something like that,
0: please let us know.
1: <laughs>
2: well, please <laughs>
0: nice. don't let us know. Okay, yeah. um, Thanks, keep Phil. Keep your secret. Um, so <laughs> another uh, a big advancement for cassettes was the cast single. Does so anyone mm, I do very well. They big in the 90s. Yeah. Right, but the b- they, were, they were the same size as the other cassettes. But,
2: yeah, but with the B-side nice. on the other. Yes. So, I do recall.
0: And they would have... Bonus tracks that you couldn't get on the album, yeah. or a, maybe a, a lengthy remix of the A remix, song. usually, yeah, that's right. It never end. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was a selling point, and they'd also have on the cassette versions of albums, they'd have uh, bonus tracks that weren't on those albums. So that would sort of uh,
2: Store drive more. the
0: market as well. Mm, mm. Um, so I guess you know, for me, I was I was a big fan of recording songs off the radio. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. you do that with the old music cassettes? Absolutely. Did that a
1: lot. Uh, was uh, annoyed constantly by the fact that the DJ would jump in in those last notes and start chatting. But then again, they were directed to do so exactly so that those sort of recordings could be spoiled.
2: Yeah, not much has changed, has yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did that. We did that a lot because that's back in the day of, um, I suppose, that's an, uh That was a a time when we, the people, were busily breaking copyright left, right and centre and um, kids would do it in order to get their music cheaply. Now, obviously, there's been lots and lots of different versions of that sort of thing since then, but that's how we did it back in the day. So, yeah, I I had lots and lots of those.
2: Uh I only um, tended to do it when someone way back, when Triple J was good, as far as I'm concerned, they would get uh touring artists or bands to come in and they would get them to play their top five albums, yeah. uh, top five songs, sorry. And I would often record those on the tape and then listen to that in the car and get the people like Ian Brown or Bobby Gillespie from Primal Scream, all those kind of people that would play these songs that I, perhaps I'd heard and perhaps I hadn't. And then, therefore, yeah, we the, had um, whacked them in the tape player in the car and listened to them that way. I so. That. so they'd
0: have, like, a, a guest yeah. artist. So Top five. So Crow doing one once on Triple Jane. Mm-hmm. For, took out some of his favourite yeah.
1: tracks. This well, um, yeah. is a baseline way of how... We did it in the old days because unlike now, 21st century, when you can get music kind of anywhere, you know.
2: Yeah, that's right. And just on that note, I I do recall either getting an old tape that I no longer wanted to listen to or perhaps borrowed one from my older sister and then... They, I put the uh, sticky tape over the top when they had yeah, the little the tabs, bit, yeah. the tabs that would take it, so you could go and record on them. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, be able to use that, or maybe raid, you know, my my folks' tape collection somewhere, and they'd had to listen to it for God knows how long, so just in case I uh, ran out of tapes.
1: Mm. Well, in fact, uh, I'm sure uh, we all had a whole sack of audio cassettes when we were kids, right? Like, oh yeah, blanks that, yeah. We it over and, you know, it was this concert or this mm. thing that we recorded, this CD, as you were saying, and um, that was, for a certain group and for, a, I guess, a certain age group in particular, that was our music. Definitely, yeah. Because it was a cheap medium yeah in order to hold music.
2: And again, like Mike's mentioned, the Walkman, you could, you could put that in there and listen yeah. to that on the school bus or... Whenever and doing that kind of thing, yeah, that's yeah,
1: yeah. The, the annoying thing about cassettes though was that you had to um, um, rewind or fast forward to get to that true, you know, just, very true. Which you know, that's the old days, everyone, yeah, <laughs> you know, if get chewed up, that was, yes. was always a pain in
2: the tape deck, in yeah. the car tape deck, a lot of the time.
1: Well, that was the magnetizing of the head. Sorry to be a annoying person here, but that was when the apparently when the uh, head got super magnetized, it would just. Grab. Is that what it was? Yeah, grab.
2: I have memories of tape being chewed out of the bloody thing and being Mm. really disappointed (laughs) by that, and then having to try and eject the thing and a bastard wouldn't come out. Oh, my God, I've got
1: creases on no jacket required by Phil Collins. (laughs) What am I going to do? Not not
2: such a bad thing, but anyway. I beg
0: your pardon. Um, But I was going to say, to to give you an idea of um, popularity of cassettes, that in the early 80s, it actually uh, exceeded... LP sales, the sales of vinyl. So that's, that's how big they were, you know, cassettes.
1: Oh, so you're saying that, um, that, what, just before CDs happened, the chief medium for a lot of yeah. people, Okay.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so then uh, I have just got to dip into some of our, uh, I guess, favourite titles and also the tapes. You know, the tape, do you remember some of these? Uh, anyone remember these uh, brands? Hit us. There was the Scotch tape. Yes. Yeah. Uh, BASF, Absolutely yes, my later become MTEC. Um, and those TDK.
2: ads, yeah, TDK. Those ads, yeah, and the uh, and
0: the good old Sony. Um, but it was also the um, old you know, cheap versions like Audio Sonic.
2: No, I don't no, remember that stuff.
0: Maxell, Maxell. Oh yeah,
2: Maxell. Yes, yeah.
0: big big players.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially TDK. I remember those ads that we used to be TDK or something to my system or something like that. Do you remember mm-hmm. those ads?
1: There was, and around the same time, there was. Um, Put a BASF in yours. Oh, really? I don't BASF know, BASF.
2: I don't remember that one. It's a different time. Phil remembers it, so it worked.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, you know, the um, compilation albums, they were, uh, they were a big draw card.
2: They were huge. I'm looking yeah. at some
0: of my collection right now, um, we've got uh, Hits Huge. And it is. Uh, Rager. 1985 on fire, uh, hit picks '88, and uh, good old 1982 lights up. Oh. Look, they're great titles, but I need to know what's on that 1985
1: album. I just wouldn't mind letting us know, say three, three tracks on this beautiful
0: compilation. What are, you,
2: what are your top picks there, Mike? Okay. On that, oh, let's,
0: let's crack it open. All right, Ooh, All right, so um, here we go. Kicks it off with uh, Eurythmics, Would I Lie to You? Ooh, straight, yeah. straight into Walking on Sunshine with Katrina and the Waves.
2: Yeah. There's a song no one needs to hear again.
0: Yes. <laughs> Great song, <laughs> there's but there's come on. Cut that out. Um, um, we close our eyes, go west. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. Uh, we've got China Crisis, Paul Hardcastle. Um, That's not 19. It is, it is. Oh, um, isn't it the only
2: one he did? Yeah.
0: <laughs> looking, it's very Australian flavour. You know, we've got Australian Crawl, we've got uh, Machinations, all these big acts. And and I think the thing about these that I love and, like, listening to them now is, like, they're a time capsule of that year. So it's mm. like it's telling you what's hip and what's hot back That's in 1985. So
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And does anyone remember that noise the old cassettes would make uh, yeah. at the start? That was always... Uh, Pleasurable. What was that? You mean it sounded a little bit like this? That's for you later, Andy.
2: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and what? And why did we hear those sound That sound. What oh, was it?
0: I think it was sign of quality, wasn't it? Something like something like that. Is that what it was? I think
1: if we can get our robot onto it, then we'll uh, maybe work it out by the end of the
0: actual episode. Okay. Does anybody Fair remember uh, rewinding their tapes with a pencil? Or a
2: yes, pen? many a times. Yeah, yeah. Many, many, many. Okay, well,
0: one other thing I'd like to say is that at one point we got a dual tape deck. Yes, you know, you can I dump, remember them. You could put one tape onto another tape yeah. you know what, then you knew you were living then.
2: Yeah, I remember them. That was a big deal.
0: Yeah, so you'd just be, like, borrowing albums off on cassette from friends and people you didn't even know just so you could totally. light up your library of cassettes. I also
2: remember doing compilations, my own compilations, and having to, um, I think it was the play and then the record and then obviously having to do the pause between the two and making sure there was just enough, mm. just the right amount of uh, dead air, if you will, between the two songs. You don't want to cut it on there. Just, you know, trying to be professional as possible. Yeah. I also I have a very fond memory of a tape that was made for me uh, a friend of my sister's and a friend of mine, uh, really a couple of years older than me, loved worked at 78 Records and would often put together uh, compilation tapes for me of the latest stuff that she was listening to. And I um, have very fond memories of going to Europe for the first time and I had about two or three of these and I shared them with my sister. And, yeah, just absolutely great stuff where it would be very similar to what you're talking about there but done by um by a friend and, and personal stuff there and that was really good. Also, uh, a teacher at work had uh, primal scream Screamadelica album, and I got uh, I got him to tape that for me and put it on a tape. That was great. And also, another teacher had the uh, those rare. They came out a couple of years later, but the rare. Recordings from the Beatles on Abbey Road, and they were also on tapes, and I've still got them somewhere, uh, somewhere around. And I remember those being um, very, very precious, and I, no one got to borrow those. Yeah. He put them on for. I think they came out in that um, anthology series. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Phil, you know you've kind kind of touched upon. You're not done yet, mate. You know why? Why? You've kind of touched upon the mixtape. And I say that and look across to you like that because you are someone that I know continued the mixtape into the mix CD era. I did. That we all. But, okay, like, you know, the mixtape began it and it was used for a lot of reasons. Mm. One of the reasons was, yes, so we could get a compilation like our own version of the thing you were just talking about, Mike, but also thoughts about giving a new person Perhaps one that you wanted to date, a
2: mixtape. Go. Yeah, been there, done that several times. So and that's do, a big deal. So
1: how
2: do you choose the music? Uh,
1: well, yeah, how do you choose that music? I <laughs> didn't know it'd be controversial.
2: No, no, not at all. It's just a thing. I think it's a mixture of uh, just putting some cool tunes on there and and also maybe some stuff that you think that maybe, in my case, she would like. The uh, apple of my eye, and uh, trying to make sure there's some stuff there, but it's also it work. That's
0: the thing.
2: sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah. I'd like to think so.
1: Well, I mean, it's you actually isn't it a thing depending on who you are? If you're an expert at it, like you, you're a bit of a ninja. Mm. Is it like, thanks, Phil. You know, upbeat
2: ballad. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sorry, know? yeah. Look, you've got to. You've always got to start off with a real, um, a real bang, okay. a real banger. And then you know that's number you two, write, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And then number two is still you got to keep that energy up. But by by track number three, it's definitely the ballad, the slower, the more introspective one.
0: Is this a C sixty or are you the going the, full, the whole hog with a C ninety? Question.
2: Kind of depends uh, if memory serves. It depends on who you're. Um, yeah, depends on that's, on. that's a whole uh, look
0: half an hour extra
2: tracks. So I, that's I you've have got to, to come up with. I have to say that. Um, You know, the, the more I did it, the older I got, the better at it I did, like most things. And uh, number four, track, you sort of want to bring things back up a bit. Number five, you want to put in something a little bit weird. I think you want to put something a little bit, one for a better word, arty in there. Maybe a slow jam. Uh, yeah, could be that, something, you know, maybe something psychedelic, something just completely offbeat to, to throw on. Okay. And then, look, it just, I could talk about this until the cows come home and go maybe from there. Well,
1: yeah. well, look, I just thought it needed to be raised because, Thank you, you know, as- as uh, you can take the um, proverbial out of that, but a lot of people did that. They actually yes. did hand around on music. And in fact, uh, it was apart from the romance element, um, it was a way for people to share music. Yeah. Um, yes,
0: did any, anyone else um, create their own twelve-inch mixes on cassette by like taking the the record recording off the record mm-hmm. and then just adding a bit in here and a bit in there to make a longer version, or was that just me? Did you do that, DJ Mike? I did do, do that.
2: I can't say I did, but I love it. That sounds fantastic.
1: Well, I feel like if you've got one, we're going to have to hear it one day.
0: We're going to dig
2: that out. Mm. No, I don't I don't know that one at all, mate. Okay. Did you do it with the
0: machinations, just asking? No, I did it with the hit to be square, I think, was no. uh, <laughs> was my song of choice. And uh, nice. I think by the end of it, it went for like 11 minutes. Thanks. So, oh, look. Know, that's often there. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Um, Very cool. All right, so w- I think we've explored a bit of the, yeah. uh, the What else? History of tapes. Um, Got anything so, else in you know, there, Mike? You want Michael, to mention? Mike, all good things. Um, you know, I guess it ran its course, and by about two thousand and three, most uh, major music labels started to pull the plug on tapes. That late? Yeah, wow. Started to fade out. Okay. Um, I thought it was um, much earlier, but yeah. But, you know, there's, there's always some good news, so what I was reading in about 2010, there was a revival of sorts with some new production plants Thank uh, you, taking shape uh, around the world. So that, that's good. Um, and then just a couple of highlights in recent years, if you can call 2014. Um, so in 2014, a Guardians of the Galaxy mixtape was released with uh, decent sales from all reports. And good old Madonna in uh, twenty nineteen, she released her Madam X album, available on the cassette format. Yeah, right. So, and that that's did, a, did okay. That's interesting
2: because yeah. many a uh, many a uh, primary school, high school girlfriend would always have a Madonna, a selection of Madonna tapes. So it comes back full circle. That, that must
0: make the high school girl as well because I did that too. So did you really? Oh, I love a Madonna, um, especially uh, early Madonna. Yeah. So we're talking true blue. Then, oh, true blue. That's that's gold from start. to finish that one. It's blue. What's the height we're
1: talking?
0: Cherish. Where 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 are we at? Uh, that one I like the title track the best. Okay. Right, true beautiful. Blue. Now we know. Okay. Um, well, that, that pretty much covers it, I guess. Um, and the only other thing I was going to say is that you do see the occasional local band releasing their stuff still on cassette. Yeah. Um, beautiful. So yeah. That's off. You know, I had a bit of a chat with the
1: robot while we were doing this, and there is some suggestion that the noise that uh, ascending bunch of beeps, ascending, descending, has to do with the, uh, a duplication process, which seems weird to me, but who knows? Why do we have to be in on that? I don't beeps? know. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly wrong. I'm just putting that. I'm
2: with you, Mike. Why do we?
1: <laughs> if it's wrong, then you know what? Use the power of social media and say, oi. Pop culture with beards. You got it wrong. It's really this. That's the whole point of social media.
0: Does anyone remember a particular uh, cassette title that that noise would come in? It's actually on one
1: of the Australian Crawl albums that I had. Definitely had that. I think it could have even been on, Oh, thinking of names now, Phalanx. It might have been actually at the beginning of Phalanx. So I'll check that
0: when I get home, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I remember. I'll, I'll chip in with um, The Hooters. Oh, yeah, there The Hooters. Yeah, right. The, the one that stands out for me. Over to you, Andy.
2: The, the Hooters. I remember The Hooters. My sister loved them. Uh, I remember the single by Living Colour. Love Rears Its Ugly Head. It had the radio version and then the Soul Power remix.
1: And we're going to say goodbye from this C- 30 edition of (laughs) Pop Culture with Beards.